No matter where you are, it's Texas Standard Time on this 29th day of November 2018. I'm David Brown. Great to have you with us on this Thursday. As we approach the weekend and the national news cycle turns its attention to the G20 summit, we are turning our attention to an event somewhat closer to home, one full of pomp and ceremony and great expectations, certainly among the nearly 130 million people of Mexico and one of great import for Texas, most certainly as well, given our history, our people, and the 1,954 miles of shared border. Mexico's our biggest trading partner, too. In 2017, we imported $89 billion worth of goods with exports of $97.3 billion. You do the math. That translates to nearly a million Texas jobs dependent on our relationship with Mexico. And on Saturday, that country inaugurates a new president who campaigned on a platform of Mexico first. Though unlike Mr. Trump's America first, those who know Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador say he's a leader more in the style of Brazil's Lula. So what does all this add up to for us? Joining us now to talk about the man known south of the border as AMLO, journalist Alfredo Corchado. He is an author most recently of the book Homelands. He's also Mexico border correspondent for the Dallas Morning News. Alfredo, welcome back to the Texas Standard. Dave, great to be back back with you. Uh, so, how are things at this on the eve of the inauguration, as it were? I mean, and I don't mean necessarily that as a pleasantry, but how is Mexico as we speak? Well, you know, I think it's safe to say that Mexico is caught between hope and despair. I've been here the last uh, few hours, and there's a real sense of a party mood. I mean, I think people are in the mood to celebrate. This is the first opposition leader who's not from the pre or the pond in more than 100 years. But there's also, a, you know, people are really downright skeptical. Uh, I think they're afraid of this long hangover that they felt that they saw because Mexicans have seen this movie before. I mean, when Vicente Fox came into power in 2000, he, he was the first leader of an opposition party in, in more than 70 years. He came riding high, generating so many high expectations and only to crash land. AMLO has promised many of the similar things, you know, many, many things. He wants to end corruption. He wants to end the drug war, restore security and poverty. Uh, and many of them, you know, many, um, I think Mexicans see them as, as lofty goals. How do you compare his relationship when it, uh, when it comes to, uh, or is it, the expectations for his relationship with the United States compared to his predecessor, Enrique Peña Nieto? Amla has been pretty clear that he's not going to be uh, what many critics in Mexico say. You know, they they see Peña Nieto had turned into um, um, Trump's lackey, and Amlo is determined not to do that. He's determined to be a, a strong man, a strong leader, and really represent Mexicans, um, not uh, not be bullied by the by the United States. That's the rhetoric. You know, the reality is that the two countries are so closely interdependent. I mean, you take Texas, you know, uh, there's, there's so much trade. The vast majority of trade goes to Texas that it's hard to imagine, you know, what kind of wiggle room AMLO will have with, uh, with Trump other than, than maybe becoming much more vocal, much more... Um, a staunch supporter of, of Mexican dignity, if you will. Mm. Now, now um, uh, forgive me for oh. interrupting, but I'm just thinking about how certain people who are in the business community are somewhat skeptical of AMLO. I mean, we know that, for instance, he recently canceled plans to build a new airport near Mexico City, and that upset investors. And 
I think a lot of people are skeptical about whether or not he's going to continue to keep uh, 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 keep an open mind about uh, uh, Pemex, for example, uh, uh, opening up its markets to uh, foreign investment. Uh, how do you see all of that sort of playing out? Well, I've certainly been talking to a lot of Texans, and, and you're right. I mean, there is a lot of nervousness. Um, there are people a little bit jittery. There are people who are not uh, making long-term plans and people who are watching the stock market very closely and, and watching how the markets react in the first few days, the first 10 days, first few weeks of AMLO's uh, presidency. I, you know, I, talk, I was talking to a, a Mexican official last night who said, look, AMLO, I think, is aware of that. He is going to, in his inauguration speech, try to calm the markets, try to tell investors, hey, we're open for business. I'm very pragmatic, and, I, and we need foreign investment. I mean, for Mexico to get ahead, we need foreign investment. And the people who are coming in now for the inauguration, I mean, you know, there's a lot of receptions that are going on, but that is the theme, you know, what will he do? Will he be the AMLO campaigning? Or will he be the AMLO who's served in office, was mayor, and proved to be more pragmatic? That's going to be, I think, the story to watch in, in, in the next few few days, if not the few, next few years. Dominating American headlines over the past several days has been what's been happening uh, at the Tijuana uh, border there, the San Ysidro uh, uh, port of entry in particular, where you had Customs and Border Patrol agents tear gassing migrants who tried to rush that border. Uh, and there had been talk that Mexico perhaps had been in discussions with the Trump administration trying to cooperate on perhaps some kind of amnesty holding plan. People applying for amnesty in the United States might be held in Mexico. Is, uh, of course, that has been challenged. And Mexico has said it's, it has not come up with any kind of agreement with the United States. But I wonder what if anything, changes when it comes to that dynamic over immigration under AMLO? That will be the issue. I mean, and, and they will, they're very clear in saying that is the most pressing, immediate issue that's facing Lopez Obrador. Uh, and that's going to determine, I think, for, for a long time to come, the future of the U.S.-Mexico relationship. One of the first things that AMLO wants to do this Saturday is, I think, meet with some of the leaders from Central America, begin the dialogue, and then on, Saturday, on Sunday, uh, Secretary Pompeo is meeting with uh, Foreign Minister Marcelo Ebrard, and they're trying to convince the United States, hey, let's come together with some kind of economic uh, plan for Central America. Because, David, you've got December coming up. You have the winter coming up. This is going to turn into an even bigger humanitarian crisis. And I think AMLO understands that this is the, the moment when the United States and Mexico have to come together Mexico has to stop acting like it's a it's a transit point for immigrants and start creating job opportunities. I mean, there's talk, there's talk of creating up to 100,000 jobs. But they're the first ones to say, yes, we were in discussions with the United States, but it was never a, a done deal. And now that this thing has come out as a, as a trial balloon, the pushback from the Mexican public is such that, uh, that they don't see Mexico becoming a third country, a, say, a remain country for Central Americans. A lot has been said in the American press, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, Alfredo, of, of President Trump's affinity for uh, autocrats. Uh, and a lot has been written about uh, AMLO describing him as uh, being something of a of a nationalist, albeit with a left-of-center perspective. Uh, how do you read 
AMLO and, and his and, and his politics. Is Lopez Obrador is he a uh, is w- would you consider him a strong man? And do you think that that will play into the relationship with Washington? I I think it's safe to say that he's a strong man. He's a populist leader. He's he's left leaning, but he's also very pragmatic. He understands that with Donald Trump, even if Trump has shown some kind of affinity for for Lopez Obrador over the last few months. I think he realizes that the honeymoon will be very, very short, uh, and and that uh, in the end, it's really what it's about more about uh, President Trump than it is about Mexico. I mean, as one analyst told me, Mexico will be Mexico and Trump will be Trump, and Mexico is in the situation that it doesn't want to be, which is in the situation where it, you know it's going to be bullied around. That's going to be for Lopez Obrador. It's going to be constant, constantly trying to find the middle ground and questioning, is there even the political will on the part of the White House to try to meet Mexico in, in, at the you know, uh, middle of the road? Alfredo, you've covered this region for so long, and you're considered one of the, one of the real uh, journalist scholars here. And I wonder if you're talking to a group of friends uh, at, a, at a party or something, and you're trying to express your own sense of, of the direction uh, as uh, as Lopez Obrador is inaugurated, do you feel optimistic? Do you think that there are opportunities here, or do you feel uh, somewhat uh, wary of what's ahead? I feel I you know I feel wary. I mean, I've been here more than twenty years. I mean, I'm I'm Mexican, but I'm also American in in a way. I belong to both countries, but I'm a little concerned about what the next six years will be. It's, you know, if if President Trump gets reelected, I mean, you're looking at six years between these two men, and and you you're talking about two people who are very much uh, populist, nationalist, anti-establishment men, and they can easily inflame the passions of, of their base. But here's the important thing: when it comes to a personality contest, which is what we see between Trump and Lopez Obrador, none of these two men they want to be questioned, they don't want to be confronted. It's their way or the highway. So it'll be interesting to see how Lopez Obrador, you know, reacts to all this. Obviously, the United States has, a, you know, the greater economy, the bigger economy. They, they can push Mexico around. And I think for border residents, it's time to, to, you know, not just two-step, but really dance as fast as they can and dodge as much as they can because it's, it's, it's going to go back and forth and the border is going to be stuck right in the middle. Alfredo Corchado is a veteran correspondent, Mexico border correspondent for the Dallas Morning News, and he's also the author of Homelands, Four Friends, Two Countries, and the Fate of the Great Mexican-American Migration. Alfredo, great to talk with you again. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, David.